Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I have none other than the gold hoarders from the Keel Hauled community. They are the patrons. They are supporting me, and we are joining them for a community episode. And with that, we're going to be talking about Season 4. We're going to be talking about Fury of the Damned, their feelings on it, their experiences, all that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. Podcast. But before we get into that, I wanted to shout out the rest of the patrons who are still supporting me, even if they can't make it to the patron episode. Anyone in the crow's nest here or higher gets called out each episode. So head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast so you can help sign up, support the podcast. It really does help. Thank you to those who are out there who are supporting. And if you've been thinking about it, now is a great time to jump in and help support. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Dav. From TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Michael X Zero, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Regis Stella, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy Super Pack, Fergatron, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you so much for your support. Each month it means the world to me. I love calling out your names every time I see them. It, it just reassures me me that you guys love me and I and I love you back so thank you <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm paying you're paying for my love though that's that's a whole nother thing anyway uh getting into this episode um I did want to shout out I got an email so thank you to those who are sending an email you too can send an email over at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com I will read said email out on the podcast and address it as best as I can. And uh, I wanted to call out the the actual listeners um, to get some feedback on this because uh, I, I'm very mixed on this question. So this one came in and uh, the the listener who wrote it in, you know, you should be able to uh, to be able to tell whether this is your question or not. I only got the one. So thank you to the email. Uh, Hi, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now and have been trying to get into PC gaming. I was wondering what pc do you have and what would you recommend for sea of thieves thanks a lot also is this a good pc for sea of thieves and they linked a a, a, a pc that's on amazon um to answer your first question first off thanks for listening to the show uh to answer your first question i am running an alienware system right now it's a dell system it's an alienware aurora r9 i believe it is an i7 uh core with 16 gigs of ram a 1080 uh nvidia graphics card and uh two terabyte s uh hdd with a uh what is it a 200 gigabyte s sdd yeah just standard sd uh i don't have any nvme systems or anything in there um it runs it fine two monitors is is kind of tough uh if i want to do streaming and sea of thieves um most of my streaming is for easier games or games that i'm uh, actually capturing from my consoles uh when i play sea of thieves i generally play at legendary or mythic settings and uh that's typically at 1080 uh at 60 frames per second on my ssd um there it's it's good 
it, it's good enough. Uh, the frame rate is not consistent. I definitely don't have uh, a really, really nice system, but it's able to play Sea of Thieves just fine. Um, I'm curious for those that are listening, if you've been following the, the PC trends or maybe this system that I'm going to list off the specs kind of coincides with maybe something that you're playing on. Maybe you can help me uh, give some, some feedback to the listener to whether or not this would be a good system. Looking at this, uh, this is a gaming PC. It is uh, Kepler Systems, and it is got a, an i5-2500 series. Uh, it's clocked at 3.3 gigahertz. It's got 8 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM and a GeForce GTX 720 with 2 gigs of graphics. It's got a 500 gigabyte SSD and uh, a 550 watt power supply. Um, for the price, uh, I don't think I would recommend this system. Um, I think the system falls below where I would expect people who are trying to play Sea of Thieves. Uh, if you're, if, if this is where your budget is, then I, I would keep an eye out for, for other things. Uh, the thing that kind of strikes me is that the, the processor and the graphics card are pretty dated right now. Um, I wouldn't go below a 1080 because uh, right now a 1080 graphics card is still still trying to keep up with uh, Sea of Thieves at, at a, if you want it to look nice and, and have a decent frame rate, um, especially with PC gaming, you can spend $500 on an Xbox Series X and get 4K 60 frames per second on Sea of Thieves and have it be a really amazing experience. Um, you're you're going to have a, a tough time getting that equivalent with the PC that you listed here. So again, for those that are that are listening, this is a i5 2500 series at 3.3 gigahertz, uh, which is a pretty good speed for for the for the CPU. Not going to lie, I think mine's at three gigahertz. Uh, eight gigs of RAM of DDR3. DDR3 is is not as good as I think it used to be, and 8 gigs is definitely below where I would recommend it. I always shoot for at least 16 in any system that I pick up. Uh, if you can get more, great, but 8's, 8's definitely kind of pushing it. With the uh, GTX or the GTX 720, uh, 2 gigabytes of RAM on the graphics card, I feel like that's pretty low. Uh, I don't know what mine has offhand, but I, I'm pretty sure it has at least 4 gigs of, uh, of RAM on my graphics card. Um, the SS SSD is going to be good, but you're going to fill that up pretty quickly, especially with uh, how how much uh, as time goes on. Um, for whatever reason, PCs just seem to accumulate junk, and uh, you have to wipe it at some point. I know mine's mine's overdue. My system is amazingly filled with junk. I need to wipe it and, and reinstall everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so I would I, I as much as I would love to recommend this PC, I don't think that this is going to be a good bang for your buck. Uh, I would keep an eye out for something else. And if possible, I would recommend trying to look for something that maybe you can set up for a monthly payment system. Um, I just bought an LG C1 uh, 2021 OLED TV, the 65 inch, the one that like everyone talks about that everyone says is the most amazing uh, TV. And I got to say, uh, it's, you know, after the after the warranty and the savings, I think I, I paid uh, a little over seventeen hundred for that, that uh, just based on that, plus the uh, the actual uh, warranty on it, I came in close to, to two grand. 
uh, for the TV. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious too, people, if you're listening to this too, a lot of people say that it's, it's really hard to get into PC gaming without spending a lot of money on a really good rig. And I'm going to be honest, um, console gaming is, is inexpensive, inexpensive to get the system. But uh, if you want the PC style experience, I think that you have to spend a lot of money on that TV. And I think that's where a lot of that hidden cost comes in because most people generally associate the the TV as the thing that you need to do other stuff as well. Uh, similar to where like a PC, instead of spending money on the nice TV, you get a couple, you know, nice monitors uh, and you you spend most of your money on the actual rig itself as opposed to just the uh, just the actual TV. So uh, weird conversation that I had with someone the other day. I thought that I'd, I'd toss that in there. But if you're listening to this, I'd love to hear your feedback uh, that I can give to the the, the person who wrote in uh, so that they have some good feedback on that. Personally, I would hold off on picking this up, especially as we get closer and closer to uh, uh, Black Friday, uh, holiday sales are going to start kicking in already. We're seeing it as, as we speak, P- uh, stores are starting to release their Black Friday pricing earlier because they are trying to make sure that people have an opportunity to buy it and have it get shipped, uh, and that they can replenish stock. And for the sake of the, the pandemic, uh, that they aren't sending people to stores to be in close proximity to try and fight over, uh, technology and at really good prices. So, uh, keep an eye out for those kind of sales as well, too. Um, IGN typically has a daily deals uh, site that they usually go on. And I would also recommend checking out Newegg, Tom's Hardware, uh, some favorable sites out there. Uh, I think CNET still does some good reviews, but there's always uh, a good good YouTube videos out there that are kind of talking about getting the best bang for your buck and looking at systems that are possibly pre-built that have a, a good motherboard that you can actually upgrade the components in uh, without having to worry about it. So you can kind of upgrade a, a lower base system uh, over time as opposed to having to you know spend a whole bunch of money right out the gate. Um, it's been a while since I built a PC, honestly. I think pre-builds are at the point now where companies know what, what customers want and they're catering to that a lot better than they used to back in the early 2000s when we would just constantly build it. Now you're not you're probably not going to get like a water-cooled system in a pre-built. If you if you can, that would be great uh cuz it'd be a lot quieter, but I don't see that too often unless you're spending a lot of money from a specific shop. Um other than that, I think uh I, I that's where I'm kind of curious because the PC specs for Sea of Thieves that have been released have all been based on the uh, base system or the base game. Um, we've had a lot of stuff happen in the game now, and I think we're gonna. It's just going to continue to grow to where we are running into the situation where, as the game develops and increases, and as they put it to newer consoles and systems and stuff, they're going to be adding things that are going to push the hardware even more. So I don't know that the minimum spec is going to be good enough, even for like the cursed settings at a lower resolution. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'd love to get some feedback from folks who can uh, write in and tell me uh, so that I can help kind of relay that information uh, if you have a better idea. Real quick before I get into the episode with everyone uh, from the Gil- uh, Gold Hoarder community, I, I did have a thought. Um, I, I got some feedback from folks, uh, both who, who reached out to me while I was playing, also from the uh, Discord server. If you want to uh, leave your feedback, the Discord server is a great place to do it. It'll timestamp things so I can kind of keep track of things. But um, there, there was a bit of a conversation that came up with uh, me sailing a sloop and noticing a lot more wave drift uh, as a result and, and me kind of wondering if there's... A a correlation between the really weird uh, encounters with megalodons biting and sending a ship to get flying and uh, me trying to keep a sloop 
uh, straight, even when I uh, account for the wave push that tends to come as you're sailing and you're going across the waves, you tend to get that wave to push you in the direction that the waves are going. And it's just been really, really strong lately. Uh, and I, I heard from a lot of you, um, more than just a couple of people, that uh, a lot of you have started to notice, not only with the sloop, but with the brigantine and the galleon as well, it seems a lot harder to keep your ship uh, straight, even if you're accounting for the veering, uh, you know, you keep a couple pegs to the right or to the left to account for that. Uh, it still tends to really veer off. And, um, I'm, I'm wondering if this is like a, a bug that has just not gotten reported. I don't, I don't even know how to really replicate it. The only thing I can think of is, is just to record it and, and actually send, you know, tweet the video of, you know, a two minute sale of me, like not touching the wheel and just see, how drastic it is on the map to to where the the waves are actually pushing it in a certain direction um so maybe you guys can help me out with this maybe you guys if you if you get a good video of you noticing that the ship is just absolutely veering off course uh when it really really should just be a slight shove uh, from the waves and not and not as bad as it is maybe you can help me out with that i'd love to see some videos in the discord posted to uh to help kind of send maybe a, a forum post to uh, rare to kind of say like, Hey, can you guys take a look at this? See what's going on. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem normal. It seems off. And I can't, I can't put my thumb on it, but it definitely is something that other people are noticing as well too. So uh, love you guys for that. Appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So uh, thanks for hanging in there. It's uh, it's 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 already going long for me jabbering on about this stuff, but hopefully that's why you come to the, <laughs> come to the podcast. Um, I hope you all had a really good Halloween. I really really do. Um, man, Sea of Thieves looks good on an OLED. That's it's ridiculously good. Holy crap! Let's go. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the end of the month episode with the Gold Hoarders. These are the patrons who are supporting the podcast at the Captain Tier. They're able to join in at the end of the month uh, for the community episode. If you don't know, head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to learn more about how you can join in on these conversations. This week, I have the usual suspects, as we just mentioned, uh, sub sans one. We are missing El Jefe, but we have the usual cast, Mina Ferry, Regis Stella and Big Bad Pad joining in. Uh, Mina, how you doing? Good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Regis, how are you? Doing fine, Logan, as always. Great, great. And Pad, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you guys could join me today. We are recording this uh, on the, the morning of Halloween for Regis, but the uh, the evening and afternoon of the 30th of uh, October. Anyone have any fun plans for Halloween? Sailing on the seas. I got my uh, nephew's birthday later, birthday party later on. Awesome. Well, I, I am waiting to see if, uh, if kids actually show up tomorrow to do any trick-or-treating i live in an apartment so we typically don't but you never know and uh yeah um pad you you brought up a real interesting uh point this weekend is uh is actually golden Gory or Gour what did they what did they even call it they call ghoul it and ghoul and glory weekend so double gold double reputation which should impact the ledgers if i recall correctly and uh yeah i just found out thanks to uh meme source rex on twitter that a ruby listerine bottle uh on double gold weekend during gold rush with a grade five equals 60 grand 
So maybe if you're lucky out there this weekend and you time things right, you can really capitalize if you run around and grab a bunch of these uh, ruby breaths of the sea uh, to be able to try and make some easy, easy, easy gold. Uh, otherwise, you can just go grab one of the uh, the Ash and Lord skulls uh, if you're doing the the event this weekend and trying to catch up with that. Make sure you get those uh, cannons and the blender bus and the tankard for the Wicked Web set. Uh, those are like an easy 50 grand. Um, how's everyone doing with this event? Uh, Pad, do you want to start off and, and give us a, an idea of how you how how was the event for you? Did you enjoy this event? Um, I did. Um <laughs> I was going to say, sadly, I finished it yesterday. I did my last breath. I've got the 30 breath done. I've done Lorena's Voyage and everything else within it. I finished it yesterday. Took two weeks to get the main stuff done because we we didn't want to jump into it for all all in. So we, I, it's taken me months to get to this point. Um, but loving it. I love the underwater bit. Um, for the last probably week, I haven't actually gone underwater. So I've been the one up on top um, looking after the boat. Um, but yes, it was absolutely beautiful down there. Um, enjoyed all the puzzles um, and I'm definitely enjoying the gold from it. That's awesome. Have you have you done many of the treasuries at all? Um, yes. Um, not so much when we started, um, but in the last couple of weeks, um, yeah. It, it, <laughs> because I play the game so much, it's quickly for me become not boring, but um, it's just another thing to go and do. Yeah. Um, which is, <laughs> there are so many things in this good in this game to do that it just becomes one of a many thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got a chance to to knock those all out. I know it was a lot harder after they hot fixed the uh, Listerine bottle count uh, for folks to be able to find those uh, those bottles and stuff like that. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, moving up the list, Regis. Uh, how was your experience with the season as well as the uh, the events the events so far? Well, the season is really good because uh, well, obviously we always wanted to go down under the water for think ever since the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. The shrines themselves, yeah, very very individually different. Is very very different. Treasury is really fun. They're just essentially underwater forts with uh, sirens and ocean colors and of course skeletons. And uh, the events, uh, the the fear of the damned event is pretty good because honestly, I thought we're never gonna beat the 150 million skeleton smashing event thing, but we did, which is surprising. Yeah. Yes, and I really, I really did enjoy myself this uh, this season. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Mina, you've been hanging around with uh, Pat, I would assume, most of your sailing, uh, aside from the the weekends. Uh, or actually, no, I guess with uh, Sightless, Sightless, you guys are still running together. So how how are you feeling about this season so far? The events? Uh, how's, how's it been running for you? Um, It's gone really well. I still have a few more of the green bottles, the, the breaths to get. Um because I was unable to play on Tuesday due to other commitments. So I think I'm only about six away, though. Yeah. Five. But I'm I'm enjoying it. I like I, I like the, um, the underwater areas. Um, some of the puzzles are really cool. Um, there's one or two that I'm a bit eh, over, but no, I've I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Not all of them hit the same way. And uh, it's it's nice when you get the ones that you really 
really enjoy. Um, I wanted to to talk kind of about the the Fury of the Dam because Regis, you brought up a good point. Uh, we managed to hit the community goal. We managed to smash 150 million skeletons, which uh, seemed like quite a lofty number. But as the month went on, it seemed uh, we seemed to, we we managed to be able to get it in uh, within the last eight days. So. Everyone that uh, is, I think it's still actually running till the 4th. So if you wanted the uh, cosmetics for the figurehead uh, with the Wicked Web set, all you have to do is just make sure that you kill 10 skeletons uh, out in the world anywhere. It doesn't have to be any specific skeleton, can be any skeleton. And I really like that they, uh, they kind of had a low barrier to entry for all of this. It means that you can log in for one day and uh, manage to get these cosmetics uh, just by heading out and killing a few skeletons here and there. So really nice that we managed to do that. Uh, has anyone been sporting the Wicked Web figurehead at all? Have you guys seen it in person at all? Mm -hmm. no, not really. I haven't had an opportunity to uh, equip it yet, but I'll, I'll definitely try as soon as I get time. Okay. I think I've put it on on one night last one 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 night this week. I've put it on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I I like it. I think it's nice. It's not something that I'm probably going to use too often, but uh, it was definitely pretty cool to to get like that kind of event. Uh, cosmetic usually the figureheads are reserved for pretty big events and stuff like that so um fury of the damned is done uh has everyone managed to finish up and get the cannons for that mina let's start with you uh yes i think i got those the other day awesome um what did you guys usually do to uh work on those was there a specific type of uh skeleton or phantom ash and lord thing like that that you were working on to do that uh no i think we were just kind of if we saw a skelly ship, we would attack it. Um, we were doing Order of Souls with Sightless, so that obviously helped a lot. Oh, yeah, that can definitely. Running around doing Order of Souls missions uh, is how I've mostly been doing mine. Um, Regis, did you get yours uh, finished up so far? I think so. I mean, the only way that I, um, the only way that I know for sure that I got the everything else was uh, just grind lots and lots of uh, four of the dams on Alliance servers, guaranteed to get all the things, plus helping the uh, event along. To be honest. Right, and Pat, I assume that you most of your time has been spent with uh, sailing with Mina. It certainly has. Yes, we've killed everything that's moved. <laughs> Players Already destroyed skellies. too, anyway. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, there, there is no differentiation. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I was I was curious to kind of. Uh, it seems like you guys had a really easy time. Regis, I know being on an alliance server, that kind of that kind of uh, takes the um, the threat away, makes it a little bit easier to get those achievements done. Um, Mina and Pad, you guys uh, on adventure, you typically have to deal with other crews and stuff like that. Did you did you have much of a, a problem with this? Like, were you guys keeping track of it? at all seems like you guys got through it fairly uh fairly easily i think the first week um there were a couple of instances where we had to move crews on or hurry them up while they were in there um because mm. that for the first week or so we weren't we weren't killing everything we saw because well, obviously there were going to be there were going to be lots of boats sat at the top of these swells doing the the um shrines and oh, uh, i'm sorry I was talking about oh, the sorry. the the Fury of the Damned event, the Halloween event with uh, the skeleton captains and stuff. Oh, I don't think we've done anything different. 
I think we've just continued doing what we were doing. Like, as Mina said, yes, if a skelly ship came up, we'd sink it anyway. Um, so I don't think we've actually gone out of our way to do anything more apart from on the Sunday streams with Sightless doing the Order of Souls only, really. Gotcha. So to speak to, uh, to, to kind of touch on and separate this a little bit. So as far as the shrines go, um, those have been pretty easy. You haven't really run up to too, too many crews on those no i think we've been quite i don't know whether it's been quite lucky or, or what but um if we've come up to uh, one of the shrines etc with a ship already there we tended to go over before we've shot at them to go over and see if there's anybody on the ship if not then we'll just ransack their resources um a couple of times we've actually gone over then there have been people on the ship and we've actually spoken to them and said look uh, have you been here long um can you get out of the way because we want to do it um but it, it's the first couple of weeks we run into more people and recently very seldom do we actually run into anybody doing them yeah it seems like everyone's done them to death and have moved on from those which is surprising to me considering how easy go how much how much easier or easier it is to get that gold as opposed to having to go out and kill anything or uh steal it from someone things like that seems pretty pretty quick and easy to me uh so it seems like you guys have had a pretty easy time which for for me is is contrary because i've i've had a heck of a time trying to earn favor enough to be able to um get all of the favors that i need for this event and uh as such i'm still working on mine i think i still have about 300 favors that i need to do before i can actually finish up the event to get my uh, cosmetics so uh, between that and ledgers i've had a, a heck of a time uh trying to make sure that i get everything knocked out this month uh if possible Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, you like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show looks like we have a new challenger arriving xbox mike hey are you coming to uh, to chat with us i am currently trying to but for some reason the sound is coming through on the wrong channel so i'll be with you in a second all righty no problem well i uh i figured if mike can can make his way in uh we can jump into his experience with it and get some more feedback and stuff otherwise uh we can head over to some of the other event conversation that i was looking forward to uh no just carry on i'll uh, i'll join you in a second Alrighty. uh let's see so one of the things that i wanted to jump into and get your guys's feedback on is uh what your favorite event is we've had a lot of different events throughout the the seas since the game began depending on when you jumped in 
Uh, so I wanted to see if you guys had an opportunity to talk about what your favorite event is and kind of what made it special for you. Um, Mina, did you want to start us off? Um, I think I really enjoyed doing the skelly ships when they first started. Um, at that point, I was still mostly sailing with my family, and it was quite fun loading up a galleon with four of us and going off and fighting them together. Nice. So that was kind of what what actually made it special. Did you did you continue sailing with them into like the Devil's Roar event or any future events? Um. Yeah. The kids kind of started not playing as often. Um. Probably after the Devil's Roar came in, hubby lasted a bit longer, but fell off eventually as well. <laughs> Gotcha. So then I guess after that, you've been mostly sailing with uh, folks from different communities? Yes. Okay. And then I guess we'll move into Regis. Uh, Regis, you've been uh, sailing the seas for a while. You've been doing lots of events. Do you have a favorite event? Hard to choose, to be honest, because they're so good. Well, most of them are anyway. There's some, uh, you know, less less fortunate ones like uh, Lost Treasures or... Uh, um, well, my well, I have to say my favorite one. God, it's gonna be hard to choose. To be honest, I would just say like most of the events of the CFEs. Like you know, your my first one was like what Mina said, the uh, the the cursed sales event. But uh, ones that I enjoy the most was uh, I don't know. I don't I don't have a I don't have a uh, I don't have a favorite. I just I just don't. I just enjoy all the events. Okay. None, none that you were swayed to or really surprised you when it was introduced, anything like that? I mean, the obvious one is obviously uh, the pirate, the pirate's life one, because that one's enjoyable. But yeah, everybody, I like all the events because, you know, I don't pick favorites like okay. some. Gotcha. Uh, and then, Pad, uh, I figured I'd check in and see with you. Do you have a favorite event? And if so, uh, what what was it that made it special for you? I do. Um, and... It's Glitterbeard. <laughs> whilst I know it's not a, 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 a true event in the meaning of you, your meaning, um, for me, that was uh, the pinnacle of Rare and this game. Um, I have got more screenshots of us doing that, not just as a community, but as random people meeting up on the seas um, than I have of any other event um, in Sea of Thieves. Um, Pirate's Life comes a close second. Um, but as Regis said, there have been so many good events in this game that it is, it, whilst it was hard to make the decision on what was my favorite, Glitterbeard came out on top by a long shot. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd been thinking about the events, but all the events that I thought about were like content updates. Um, I can't say that I, I had thought about Glitterbeard as an event, but if I were to think about some of the best memories that I've had in the game, yeah, Glitterbeard was up there, man. That was probably the... It was way more emotional than uh, than the the uh, the uh, oh, what's the tall tale called? Uh, Wild Rose um, with George and Rose. Like that one was good, but yeah, Glitterbeard was definitely up there. That's I, I yeah. can't. I, I, my my Xbox screensaver page is of when we had the three galleons, and it was you, Kylia, and all that crew, all of ours, and all of Chen, Chenzo's crew. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a really good night. Ah, oh, well, I, I can't name anything i can't name one after that i it seems like i'm just kind of i'm cheating uh or i feel like you're cheating by by listing that one um i i have a really hard time picking like a specific event uh 
I think I've had a really good time with a lot of the different events. Uh, if I had to go back and think about one that really was was entertaining, um, I have to. I feel like I have to go back to the Bilge Red Adventures when we had the uh, Gunpowder Skellies for the first time, and it was you know this was back when we still had I Reach skeletons. This was back when uh, the kegs. I, I I think this was the update that that gave kegs a fuse, and uh, the skeletons carrying the kegs were fast. It, anytime you heard the cackling, you would have to run. And even then you weren't guaranteed to, to be able to actually survive. And the whole event was just like blow up gunpowder uh, skeletons in uh, do chain reactions and being able to to do it on ke like having keg skeletons on forts was was mayhem. It was absolutely mayhem, especially when you had to get the accommodations to get it with another crew back before we had uh, or no i guess it was shortly after we had alliances and uh holy cow yeah that was that was a heck of experience uh so i, I really love that event that that event brought it was a small one but it brought something really fundamentally different to the game and uh has had literally changed how we how we tend to play uh in sea of thieves after that event so that was a great great follow-up to uh to the hungering one and a good start for the uh build red I, I, adventures I, I, I just had to mute myself because i was laughing laughing so hard when you said about the skellies running up behind you you had to drop whatever you were carrying and run to stay in front of them oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm sad that they aren't fast anymore i'll be honest it's it's nice because it gives you that good lineup for a shot you know if you're working on a fort but man when those guys were fast and you could just you you, you it was not a guarantee as soon as you heard it you were running yeah you had to drop what you were doing because you you were not going to get away otherwise and that just led to so many different adventures it was so it was so much fun to just be like oh my god again again just leave me alone so yeah I, I really love that one. Uh, I want to check in with uh, Xbox Mike because he's still working stuff out. So I'm going to unmute you because we were coming through for a little bit. But uh, Mike, how's everything going? Uh, still having a few sound issues, but I can hear you fine. So if you're right with me, how I sound now, yeah. uh, I'm good to go. Yeah, I think that I think that works out as long as you can hear us and we can hear you. That works out. So yeah. we, we've been chatting a little bit. Uh, you came in uh, fashionably late, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, as always. And uh, we, we were talking about season four and uh season four events with the the shrines and the treasuries and the fury of the damned um i want to get your feedback on this because from what i can tell uh mina and pad and regis all had a super easy time with the fury of the damned event uh with the favors and uh enjoyed the shrines so uh i i know that you don't always get to sail with them um that you have uh, some friends that you sail with from time to time but what what's been your experience with season four yeah i've um, i've really enjoyed it um it's um it's been really good i think the um this season i think the more seasons we go in the slower i'm trying to take getting the renown level up mm. so it's lasting a little bit longer i'm not trying to sort of do it in the first week uh, which is nice because it's you know it, it sort of gives you something a bit more to do later on in the month you know or later on in the season i mean um so that's that's been nice i've hit 100 already now but it, you know usually i'd have done it quite quickly but i think i only did it about a week or so week and a half ago so it's been nice to sort of just spin it out a bit longer um i've really enjoyed really enjoyed these mermaid um the treasuries actually the treasuries more than the shrines it's been nice to have something that's a bit more like the forts but not quite as time consuming um 
like you said, I sail with my mate Chris uh, Stipe. 82 83 sorry on the on xbox and he uh he usually only gets about well the both of us really only get best a couple of hours at night and um it's nice to be able to just be able to go and do one of the the treasuries because they only take sort of 40 minutes and then yeah. still have a bit of time to just sail around and just do a few odds and sods. Um, yeah, it's been it's been really nice. I've I've really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Um, the the only thing we're struggling with, or we were struggling with until I sailed the other week with Paddy and Mina, <laughs> a few others, was the um, the event. I was really thinking I wasn't going to make it through and get all of the all of the uh, I forget what the last thing was. Is it the cannons? Mm-hmm. I think was the last thing. Yeah. For the hitting two thousand. So you um, you actually were... I can't think what it's called now. The, uh, the Order of Souls. The Wicked uh, Web figurehead? I forgot the name of it. The Order of Souls cosmetics? Yeah. Yeah, that, that thing. It's the hit in 2000 anyway. I, I wasn't sure what, whether I was going to do it, but sailed the other week with Paddy and Mina, and we ended up doing a Fort of Fortune, followed straight away by a Fort of the Damned. And yeah, that just, that just finished about 500, 600 points off for me in a night. So yeah, that, guys. <laughs> So that that's been kind of my question is it, it seems like you guys uh, are are with a crew and things are, are pretty easy going for the most part. You've been working on Fort of Fortunes and Fort of the Dams and killing regular skeletons and ships and stuff. Uh, the the main concern that I've had is is uh, pro- predominantly through for me, I've been running solo and uh, I've had a heck of a time because I, I the few hours that I get at night when I'm playing. Uh, I don't feel comfortable solo uh, to be able to like start up a Fort of the Damned. I just, it's not something I am even going to try and mess around with. Uh, the amount of time it would take for me to kill Grey Morrow and the skeletons would be insane and I'd probably lose the, uh, lose everything shortly into it so that's been uh that's been kind of my my main thing is that there's a a fair amount of like solo and duo players that are probably not going to be able to work out most of these fort of fortunes or a uh, fort of the damned i got fortunate the other day uh i was running solo and a fort of fortune popped and a another solo sloop was sailing over there and they had the alliance flag up i had the alliance flag up and they were on microphone so i actually headed over there and was able to talk to them. I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I don't care about the loot, really. I just want to get the 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 commendations for the in, in the event knocked out. So if you don't mind me just helping you do this, I won't, I won't mess with you." And uh, you know, he uh, he was fine with that, and he brought in another person um, from LFG, and uh, that person started to, I mean, wearing traditional trucker or uh, Tucker outfit, you know, trying to the very dark pirate try try and hide as much as they can. Every once in a while, I'd, I'd notice like a chest of rage on my ship or a cannon being shot at my ship. And I kept telling the guy that was with me, I was like, look, I don't know who this guy is. I don't think you know who this guy is, but can you tell him to, to knock it off? Because he wasn't in comms for me. He was in party chat with him and uh, he just wouldn't stop messing with my ship, trying to sink me before we finished up the thing. And I was like, look, we're doing this together. That was the agreement. Uh I don't I haven't been mean to you and I haven't tried to be aggressive towards you guys and you're cool with it. So can you talk to your your buddy over there? And uh, it ended up working out. I got a couple pieces of loot out there, but that that one Fort of Fortune did a lot more for my favor than 
all of the skeleton captains and skeleton ships and skulls and stuff that I had been turning in for a while. Um, one thing that I didn't realize early on was that the daily deeds give you a fair amount of renown, uh, especially the the quick and the big ones. So I was kind of I was kind of bummed to not realize how had I just been paying attention to the daily deeds, this probably would have been a lot easier. Um, to kind of cap off the conversation that we were having, though, Mike, I was curious if if you had a uh, favorite event uh, that you had been that you'd done in the past or or one that you look fondly upon. Uh, we had talked about some of the other ones like uh, glitter beard or curse sales. Uh, Regis didn't have one. He he kind of likes them all. And uh, I kind of like gun, or excuse me, the uh, gunpowder skeletons. Did you have one that really stuck in your mind as something that you you loved when it came out or surprised you? Yeah, I mean, like Paddy said, the the glitter beard event was was something special. I I really enjoyed the way that they didn't they they, they kind of told uh, the streamers and the YouTubers and everything to just try not to not to ruin this for everyone and let everyone discover it for themselves and go around and collect the journals and then uh do the glitter beard thing that that was that was something special um but as as good as it was and obviously you know unique as it was um the curse sales i think for me was probably one of those moments where i realized how good this game could be because it was quite an early event in the in the uh, lifespan of the game and i remember sailing around all in the same you know all you had to all use the same ship design um and take on all these uh, sh- cursed galleons and stuff and when we all finished we all sailed back into i think it was galleons and we must have had like it must have been like four or five galleons something like that in it all in one server wow. and every one of the ships was full and we all in it we all ended up back on the outpost and there was there was just so many people there all doing so many different things that it virtually crashed the server that the frame rate just went awful but even though it was running as bad as it was we'd finished what we had to do and then the shenanigans started and there was people throwing vomit over each other and there was people having you know sword fights and and things and just loads of people it was almost like a real town with living people in it there was that many people there it was just it was so enjoyable that was one of the first times for this game that i remember thinking wow yeah, this this community is awesome. Even though there was always there's always going to be that one person that wants to shoot you in the back, you know. Um, but you know, it's a pirate town. You know, it's it was almost like reenacting um, Tortuga on Pirates of the Caribbean. It was just that like that scene where they're all there's people all just drinking and you know and and it was just it was just such a good moment that I remember. I always think of that fondly. That's probably that's probably the one moment that uh, that I'll always remember in this game. That's so cool. Yeah, those yeah those those ship battles. They were the the timing was always a pain, but uh, man, the, that event was was absolutely insane. Probably changed the landscape of ship battles uh, for for the years to come. Honestly, um, man, yeah, really good events. Uh, it's interesting to me that uh, with a lot of the the conversation that we're having, everything that we've kind of brought up, uh, except for Glitterbeard, which understandably was more recent uh, in 2020, everything took place during year one. Uh, so I guess I guess my question, and uh, I'll, I'll kind of kick it back to you, Mike. Um, everything in year one was really great. Why why aren't the events? Why aren't our favorite events the uh, the ones that we 
we've had most recently uh glitter beard withstanding i don't know about anybody else but i i just i really used to look forward to those because we used to get them was it once a month or was it once every month and a half something like that and there'd be a little bit of a tease um the one that i always remember was the first one when we first saw that image of the meg underneath the boat and yeah. even to this day i i use that image on wallpapers on my phone and you know uh on the computer and stuff and you know whenever i'm, whenever I'm looking for something i feel like changing my wallpaper and i can't think what i'm going to change it to that image of the meg and you can just see like the 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 ridges of the the fins and the eye under the water and uh, and the other one where it's coming up and about to bite the ship from underneath those teaser images that we used to get just before they'd announce what they were coming i don't know whether it's me or whether it's you know other people feel like that but it was just it was nice to have kind of a i don't know it was it was like a big update even though it, it wasn't really if you think about the amount of stuff we get in these new updates now there's a lot more in them than that that was literally just a meg that was pretty much all there was yeah but i don't know something about those those early ones and the way they used to present them before they before they came out i really enjoyed that I don't think we get that quite as much these days. No, you're right. A Pirate's Life was the last time we got a super big surprise uh, that was actually kind of teased out before it was launched. Uh, anniversary dropped without any warning, and I uh, can't think of anything that we've really gotten outside of that. Uh, Mina, you have any thoughts on uh, why why we seem to gravitate towards the events that happened in the first year? Nothing that's really come since then? Um, I don't know. I think... A lot of the stuff that's been iterated on in the more recent updates, they first appeared back at the start. The Meg, yes, it's a, they're different Megs to what we fought the first time round, but it's just Megs. Um, mm -hmm. The Skelly ships, when they moved them from where they were, it, it's 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 still really cool, but that was the first kind of wow. This is something new and different um don't get me wrong i love all the tall tales and when they came with flameheart and his ghost ships that was really cool um i don't know maybe i don't know maybe it's i don't yeah. know if nostalgia is really a word but i'm looking for but well, yeah i, I don't, I don't think know you're what. wrong I, 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 and sorry to cut in there, but uh, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think you, you bring up a solid point. Most of the stuff that we've seen have all kind of taken uh, nods from those, those first, that first year, those original events, those really kicked off what I thought would have been, you know, really competent expansions to the world. And uh, even to the point where they added an entire zone, um, which we, we eventually thought was going to be the case for everything. And uh, turns out that we were going to get in different aspects. Um, I want to uh, skip over and, and grab Pad. Uh, Pad, any any insights that you can think of that might clue us in as to, to why the, the more recent events haven't been as popular in your guys' mind? Is it just the nostalgia? Uh, uh, is it because when the, when the game first came out, all the naysayers were, oh, this game's boring, there's nothing to do in it. And then obviously when the updates came, yeah. they, they, the first update, it doubled what there was to do in the, in the world in terms of um, physical events to go and do. 
Um, again, you've got people on this podcast that are year one players. So you've we have experienced all of it. Um, and if you were to have probably people who have come on in the last two years or even the last year, obviously they won't have been experience the initial year one stuff but i guarantee the stuff that they pick would have been the stuff that was year one for them because it's it's the most impactful in the fact that for us there was i won't say nothing in the game but there was a basic game and then this basic game got an update and then three months later it got another update, or six months later it got another update and so within the first year the game more or less doubled really in size and i think that's possibly why people remember the year one stuff more than they remember or um go on about the first year stuff because once that's come into the game then we expect that sort of upgrade in inverted commas um every event and upgrade we get That's a really good point. Um, I'm, I want to kick it to, to Regis. And Regis, I want to put a little bit of a spin on this question to you because uh, like you mentioned, you don't really have a favorite event. You tend to like all of them. Uh, after listening to everyone kind of speak to the ones that they like, um, has that changed for you? Do you do you have one that you that is a favorite or do you still feel uh, like you like them all equally? Uh, I, I still like uh, all the events, but again, but yeah, yeah, the the guys here brought up a good point that how year one is the most memorable one, like even nostalgia or just, you know, rare proving the naysayers wrong by dedicating their their existence to CFEs or their current existence to CFEs now. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, I yeah, my first event was uh, not the Hungry Deep, to be honest, but whatever curse sales so i do tend towards for curse sales and for my first year experience of cfes so yeah yeah that changed my mind thank you guys i'm really curious because uh the more i think about it the more i'm i'm really i've noticed that all of us here have been playing in the first year um, when it comes to games as a service, uh, you tend to run into the diehards. And granted, I don't know how much more diehard you can be when you start making a podcast about one game. Uh, but I've, I've, I I kind of wonder if this game lends itself so well to having such a long standing fan base. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me. Like, I, I can imagine that a lot of people that have jumped into the game now are kind of experiencing a much different game than what we grew with when the game was in its first year. Uh, but I... I hadn't really considered just how many folks uh, still play the game after all this time, and it still is one of their main games. So I, I wonder if it's partially due to uh, the the style of game, if it's partially due to the people that they're playing with. Like Mike, uh, did did you have any insight on that? Maybe maybe have an answer for for why so many people have stuck around. I'm I'm notoriously bad for losing interest in things after about like once i've played a game through that's it for me you know it's very rare unless a game's really good i've i'll go back and maybe do the collectibles if there's like that sort of thing where you can go around and do the collectibles but once i've 100 of the game i'm not in it to go back and do it again just you know for the story it doesn't bother me but i i genuinely thought when this game came out it was great and i loved it for what it was but in my head it would i was i would have lost interest after i'd got pirate legend that would have been it for me so i'm very surprised and you know 
so is even my even my wife has said you're still playing Sea of Thieves. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but they keep updating it and they do such a good job. Um, I know my friend Chris at the time when this game came out, Skull and Crossbones was supposed to be coming, and at the time he thought he'd enjoy that more. Yeah. Um, and would probably, you know, wouldn't have gone for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, for Pirates of the Caribbean, sorry, for Sea of Thieves. Um, but I got in on it. I had Game Pass before he did, and I got in on it, and I was like, you have to play this game with me. And literally, I think it was day two, he was in, and we were playing it, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's the rare magic, isn't it? They do they do such a good job of of keeping you in. Like the, the, I had my doubts every time that something new gets announced that's coming. You know, um, I do think, oh, is that gonna is that gonna make the game worse? You know, am I gonna get griefed by people? Mm-hmm. You know, like fire bombs when like when fire got announced. I remember thinking <laughs> that's gonna be a pain. I'm just yeah. gonna constantly be set on fire, but. <laughs> It's not, it's not a problem at all. After several updates of things, you know, getting announced that were coming, I thought, Do you know what, I just trust them. Because every time I've had my doubts, I've always been wrong. I, it just just seems to, they seem to make seem to make it work really well. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm surprised and glad that I'm still playing this game. Because it's, um, like, some people have FIFA to go to on mm-hmm. a regular basis. You know, that's their, their daily game or, you know, some people like NBA or, you know, usually sports games. You can just go in, pick it up, play a bit, put it down again, walk away. For me, it's Sea of Thieves. I can just pick it up. Even if I'm on my own, just sail over, yeah. you know, go to a couple of islands, get a couple of captains, pick up some treasure, cash it back in, turn it off. You know, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, Mina, you had a, a really awesome thing that you put in chat. I wanted to see if you could share that with us. Um, the fact that this game is as good as it is, um, I love the style of it. I love the premise behind it. Um, th- that in itself makes it so I enjoy playing. But for me, it's it's the people. Um, to start with, I was playing mainly with my kids and my husband. I have been through one or two different communities um, for a bit. I was part of the Robin Hood community. Um, Keelhold has always been the main community that I've been with. Um, and through Sea of Thieves and this community, I've met some really amazing people that I just love playing with and spending time with. And yeah, it's it's the people. The people are great. You bring up a, a solid solid point there. Um, I I, I want to kick it over to Pat because Pat, uh, you had a really good idea. But before I do that, Regis, did you have any any uh, idea why why pirates from day one are still sailing the seas? Maybe you know earning back its trust after the whole problems that it had before Sea of Thieves post post Xbox acquisition, or it's uh, I don't know. It's just maybe people now have a lot of faith in Rare that. You know, they can't do wrong, even with crossovers like with Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I think we have a lot of trust in Rare that, yeah, we just have a lot of trust. I don't. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Pat, I want to I want to bring it back to you because you mentioned something in chat. Um, do you mind kind of talking a bit more about this idea that you've got? Um, it, 
it's not really an idea. It's just we were talking probably a couple of months ago. Um, I think we had two crews going, um, and we were talking about obviously all the events that have been added, etc., and how much the game has changed since year one. Um, and a couple of us said, "Well, it wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind playing the game." as it was released um and i think i think we just put in chat something like um world of warcraft classic um but yeah that even if it's just a, a like a week-long event where there is a separate server that you can go and see what it was like before everything got added um yeah, that i think a lot of us who played year one probably don't remember it as it was <laughs> <There's> probably <laughs> we probably polished it a little bit um for getting but i think it might be uh, a bit eye a bit, bit eye opening to the newer players that are now playing sea of thieves to see what it was like when it first arrived yeah yeah i'd be interested to see what they what they liked i i wouldn't be surprised if there were actually a a few pirates out there that did actually play uh didn't like how how empty the world felt and uh, have since come back realizing that there's there's a lot more game now and that now that it's fleshed out there's a a lot more interest in it uh and a lot more things to do um and they probably skipped out on a fair amount of the actual growth of the game uh until more recently especially with a pirate's life this is this is the most popular the game has ever been people are finally taking note of it it's no longer uh you know relegated to the Oh, well, it's good, but there's just not not a real good catch in there. You know, it's like Stage of Decay 2 or, uh, you know, um, oh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the, the one that always gets brought up when people talk about uh, games that have had their reputation uh, rectified with free updates. Uh, what no is Man's Sky. No, thank you. Thank you. I knew someone was going to know it. Uh, yeah, no longer do I hear people referring to Sea of Thieves as uh, the rare's No Man's Sky. I, I only hear people talking positively about the experiences that they've had, or negatively about the the bugs that are in the game. Um, and you guys have you guys have made it really hard for me to talk about any of the bugs uh, this episode. I, I wanted to kind of touch on your your thoughts on those, um, but I, I guess I wanted to instead just kind of keep things positive and i wanted to uh see we're in season four we've got season five coming we don't know anything about it and i kind of want to uh leave it uh like that for for a little while let rare kind of uh tease out what they plan on doing uh see if maybe there is something big coming um you never know it's been close to it'll, it'll be close to six months since uh, pirate's life who knows if they've got like a really big thing coming for us down the line but as we've had four seasons um i i want to ask each of you and uh me now i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this onto you first so think think and answer if you can um what is your favorite season been so far and uh what was it about that season that really kind of solidified it as the the best one for you uh so mina let's let's start off with you if you can if not i'll uh i'll see if someone else has an answer ready oh boy uh i liked I liked season two because I very much like the lore that they keep putting into Sea of Thieves. And that had a lot of lore. I mean, it had to do with Pirates of the Caribbean as well. But the way that they interacted with other things, like Wanda, um, (laughs) I really enjoyed that. Um, I would love more of that. Yeah, Yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, Regis, you're up next. What was your favorite season? Season one, two, three, this one? Obviously three. 
because what else are you going to talk Pirates of the Caribbean with? Monkey Island? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you never know. So, yeah. Just okay. the whole, you know, the fact that uh, Pirates of the... That, that for, for a long time before we even got wind of this, or during the E3 announcement, we always, we always knew those similarities between CFEs and Pirates of the Caribbean, and... We always like, you know, well, not directly asked rare, but, you know, just secretly in my mind saying, you know, oh, would, would it be cool if we got like CFEs and Pirates of the Caribbean got a crossover? But it never happened because Disney's a big, massive studio or rare is just a one of, at the time, 15 studios at, at Microsoft. But since early, since E3 this year, we've got it. Both Pirates of the Caribbean and CFEs are now technically canon towards each other yeah it's been amazing and again i was beforehand i was like when those when those runes came out i was like really rare for, for simpletons like me you can't just tease things like this that but then uh, ever since that ever since i saw that thing i was like okay i take everything back because i was wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can definitely appreciate that um uh, moving down the list had season one we got renown we got new cosmetics season two we got the uh the reapers versus the world event season three we got a pirate's life season four we got uh sunken kingdom is season three your favorite as well yeah <laughs> sadly <laughs> i think i think i think everybody's gonna answer season three because it brought the most to the game um and as we just said Everybody knows Pirates of the Caribbean. Now they know Sea of Thieves. Um, yes, it, it's season three, hands down. Um, whilst, like you say, one and two bought things to the game that we didn't have before, season three bought Pirates of the Caribbean. There is nothing going to top that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. Well, you guys are making it hard for me to, to, to speak to the contrary. I'm holding out hope that Mike might have a slightly differing opinion, maybe. <laughs> Mike, oh, come you... on, Logan. You, you, you know that they, they put Monkey Islands in on season three. I know. It was a Monkey Islands Easter egg in season three. That was it. I, I was done at that point. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so when they add it in season five, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll change his mind. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I, I've been thinking about it, and uh, I, I have to agree that season three probably brought some of the best content that we've seen in the game since uh, probably uh, anniversary, I would say. Um, Heart of Fire is a, a close, close follow-up, but um, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards season four. Um, I think we've, we've, the, the tall tales are great, but I think season four with the sunken kingdoms, with the shrines and the treasuries, it added an aspect of the world that we never, we, we've never had, uh, with Fury of the Damned, it brought in some of the most amazing and theme breaking cosmetics I've seen, uh, the, the sunken kingdom, uh, cosmetics are amazing. The uh, the mermaid ones, not the uh, the coral ones. Sorry, let me clarify. But we got the the uh, crimson crypt set for the Emporium. Some of my favorite cosmetics. It was probably the best Emporium and event content that we've gotten that's tied together uh, for a long time. Like we got a whole full ship set. We had a community event. Uh, we were we were set on what we were going to be doing, and we still haven't figured out what the rest of the season is. So, uh, I, as much as I want to agree with you guys, I, I want to. I, I actually do agree with you guys. I think season three is probably the best, but I think a lot of that hinges on a pirate's life because we had the we had the mermaid event, not that great. 
We had the Plunder Games event, not that great. We had the the uh, what was it, the Mayhem event, not that great. So we've we've had like some events where they're just they they like the events themselves weren't that great, but the content of Pirates of the Caribbean was so good that we kind of looked past the rest of that season. But as a season overall, I f- I feel like season four has finally kind of captured what a full season's worth of uh of of what like a season should be. You know, if I'm looking at it objectively and saying like, okay, what was the content that was brought in and what were the events to follow i feel like season four is kind of there um did i change anyone's mind or are you guys still still holding strong to season three you're wrong <laughs> you're seriously wrong mate okay <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from but there is some great lore and i do like a lot of the stuff they've added in season four but yeah. nothing's gonna top Pirates of the Caribbean, Monkey Islands for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I definitely, I can't blame you guys in that case. Well, I, I wanted to kind of keep this as a tight episode. Uh, people are on a schedule and I wanted to make sure that everyone... Uh, got an opportunity to spend as much time on the seas this weekend because as I wasn't able to talk about uh, last week because we just didn't know uh, it is golden glory weekend so I know you guys are probably eager to get back onto the seas get some more gold uh, work on on killing any skeletons or uh, captains that you might need if you need to work out that event and uh, I have to go finish setting up my new tv so I can go see what the heck all this OLED talk is uh, when it comes to Sea of Thieves. So before we head out, uh, Mina, is there any place that you can uh, send people if they want to go talk to you? Um, I am on Twitter and Discord. I lost you a little bit on the end there. You said you were on Twitter and Discord? Yeah, with the same username. Okay. Uh, Regis, Stella, coming in. Where can people find you or your content? Uh, Twitter, Discord. My uh, my uh, friendship, friendship is magic. Yes. I, yes, I know. Uh, fiction website. There are my CFEs, My Little Pony crossover fanfics. You know the usual. I'll put a. Li- I'll give you a link later on. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Big Bad Pad. Where can people find you or your content? Uh, my content is on Twitch. Doesn't do a huge amount, uh, but it's Spudhead Paddy and Discord in Gold Holders and uh, Key Horde. I'm around there somewhere. Awesome. And Xbox Mike twenty nine. Coming in, I know you got content. You're doing unboxings on YouTube. I know you're uh, you're hanging out with uh, Dutch. Where can people find you and your content? Yeah, I'm uh, obviously Xbox Mc29 on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch also, um, and then just Mc29 on the Xbox. So yeah, I've got to got to hopefully gonna have some more unboxings soon. Plenty of uh, plenty of new stuff coming out in the. Uh, next month from xbox so yeah it's going to be a busy month i think uh november time oh. so yeah look out for that thank you very much oh yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to the unboxings because i'm pretty sure you got one of those halo series x right yeah i may, may have got two but yeah <laughs> all right yeah accidentally well i i know where to go if i need to get a console now okay awesome well i think you guys uh these are the gold hoarders these are just a few of the gold hoarders um if you want to like them come on to the show chat with us at the end of the month uh there is patron information uh in the show notes just head over to the show notes for whatever podcatcher or youtube that you're listening to this on spotify whatever it may be and uh yeah head over there you can take a look and see uh it's not listed but it is the the ten dollar tier uh that and it's just one of those things where this isn't necessarily a promised thing, but it's something that I wanted to do just to to kind of get the experiences of the people that are 
supporting the podcast, supporting CSEs, uh, supporting the community. Um, you guys mean a lot to me. And uh, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to have uh, some of the easy, uh, easy goings of uh, being able to make this podcast. So thank you for your support. It means the world. Um, and I think that's going to do it. I'm going to have links in the show notes for everyone. Uh, and if you if people want to get a hold of you guys, uh, otherwise, join the discord. Come say hi. pirates that's going to do it for this episode of keel hauled thank you to the community for stepping up and shouting out uh, all the things that they were doing or the places that you can meet them uh thank you for having their conversation this evening it was really great to talk to them about season four uh next week i'm hoping that we get uh some new guests i uh, scheduled out some times for some folks i'm looking forward to talking to some some different people in the community and outside of the community about sea of thieves in the coming weeks so look forward to that if you guys have any questions comments concerns feel free to let me know uh, you can always send in your feedback or your questions just like earlier in this episode to my email for the podcast that's c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always reach me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always join the discord server there's links in the show notes that will take you to the discord server you can always chat with me there or privately uh through the dms just let me know what you're thinking or how you feel about things and if you want me to bring that up in there and of course if you have some extra cash laying around which not many people do but if you wanted to help support me it means the world head over to uh patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast the links are in the show notes you can always use the affiliate links or the uh, deals in the uh, show notes for different uh groups that i have ads for if you'd listen to any of the ads and thought about that especially with the um with the the uh, uh christmas holiday coming up you might have some gifts that you want to purchase for some folks uh check the uh, the show notes if there's any deals that might help you out there otherwise just head over to apple Podcasts, leave a, a review if you haven't already uh the the reviews help bring in different uh viewpoints to the podcast so people can get an idea of what the show's like from a unbiased well slightly biased perspective and with that parents i think that's gonna do it so uh thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.